we might want to turn it down just a little bit. I don't want everybody to be cold, but I also, um, Spurgeon's starting to look flushed in the back there, so. Welcome this evening. As we're proud to always do, we'll begin with an invocation this evening led by Pastor Tim Klinkenberg of St. John's Lutheran Church. I'd ask you to rise if you're able and remain standing and I'll lead the Pledge of Allegiance. It's an honor to, to, to be here tonight and uh, to be able to say the invocation. Uh, Mayor Murphy, I'm reminded that when uh, a, a gentleman said to me once, said, a man will step up when times are hard, he'll always step up. And I'm reminded of your leadership of our city during COVID and all of those things. And I know we're neighbors just across the way. And to know that you were over here chugging away and making wise decisions was just encouraging to me and to our whole city. Well, thank you. And we all were here, the whole team at the City of Orange, working hard entirely so, through that entire uh, experience, yeah. like all of us did, right? So grateful. Thank so you. grateful for your leadership there and also for your kindness and grace. My wife says to tell you that there's a lot of people that don't remember the wife's name, but you always remember my wife's name, Barb. And she wanted me to say thank you and to honor you for that. So. Join me as we uh, have our invocation. Heavenly Father, as the days get shorter and cooler and the nights get uh, longer and colder, we are reminded of the seasons and cycles that you have knit into your creation. We rejoice over the many blessings of 2022 and look forward to Christmas and celebrating the birth of your son, Jesus Christ. And it seems as if this cycle stop and pause for just a few quiet moments to remember that birth. Tonight, visit this chamber with your grace and your truth. Lead the conversations towards the very best for our city and use our fine elected leaders to discuss, think through, and decide on what is the best course of action on each agenda item. Thank you, Lord, for the new firehouse and for all who are part of the process. Bless our firefighters, our police officers, all our first responders. We are reminded that you use them as eyes, ears, and consciences for us all even during the holidays when many put their feet up, they put their boots to the ground. And we rejoice and thank you for them. Grant them your protection and your peace and give them also a profound sense of duty in their service of the greater good in our city of Orange. Heavenly Father, we've been blessed with Mayor Murphy's leadership for many years. You created him and formed him to be affable and easygoing. You created him to be kind and gracious. We thank you for his leadership through COVID and the incredible number of decisions he and his team that they had to make, rethink, and re-decide again and again and again. We thank you for his love for Orange, his hometown, and for his leadership year after year and season and cycle after season and cycle. Thank you for the example of stability and grace that he is to me, to the many pastors and religious leaders in our community, and to so many, even many gathered here this evening. We pray that you would walk with him in all his endeavors in the new year. We also lift up his wife, Vicki, and for her support for her husband and for their role in the city of Orange. We pray your hand of blessing upon our city. Give us a joyous Christmas and a happy new year. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You'd place your hand over your heart and join me in the salute to the flag of this great nation. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. 
Thank you, Pastor Tim. Roll call, please. Mayor Pro Tem Nichols. I'm here. Councilmember Barrios. I'm here. Councilmember Dimitri. Present. Councilmember Tavalaris. Here. Councilmember Gutierrez. Here. Mayor Murphy. I am here as well. Under presentations and announcements, we have a memorial adjournment this evening in honor of Rudy Diaz, and I've asked uh, Ariana Barrios, our good councilwoman, to, uh, to bring this forward. She brought it forward last time, so it's only appropriate that you make the presentation. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, and thank you to Councilmember Gutierrez, who helped me um, right when we had to deliver this information. I got sick with COVID for the first time, so I appreciate you stepping up and helping to make sure that this happened. Um, Rudy Diaz um, and I, so it's one of my favorite kinds of orange stories. We began by running against each other and then became friends, and um, longtime wonderful member of our community, and it was just heartbreaking to hear of his passing. So with that, I will read the memorial adjournment. Rudolph Rudy Diaz, 1939 to 2022. It is with sadness that we adjourn our city council meeting in the memory of Rudolph Rudy Diaz. Rudolph Frederick Diaz was born in 1939 in Santa Ana. Rudy met his wife Virginia at the Pike in Long Beach in the 1950s and they were married six months later and for 50 years. He chose to raise his only child Audrey in, the, in Orange and worked for the county as an engineer for four decades. Mr. Diaz loved to help people and become, became an outspoken advocate for the Hispanic community of, in Orange. And he worked to bring recognition and understanding of the historical role of the El Medina Barrio had played in ending school segregation across America. In the 1980s, Mr. Diaz served as a member and then chairman of the City of Orange Public Library Board and was honored in the City of Orange with a proclamation for his service. In the 1990s, he was appointed to the City of Orange Parks and Recreation and Cultural Arts Commission, and then appointed by former Governor George Duke Majan to the California Library Services Board. In 2007, Mr. Diaz championed the inclusion of Chicano Studies courses at Rancho Santiago Community College, which began in 2008 and were celebrated by the entire community. Mr. Diaz was a passionate advocate for the Lorenzo Ramirez family of Orange and the significant role they played in the Mendez versus Westminster case. In 1947, on behalf of then third grader Sylvia Mendez and more than 5,000 Mexican-American students in Orange County, including the Ramirez family, a class action lawsuit was filed and won, paving the way for Brown versus Board of Education and the Supreme Court ruling that designated all U.S. schools in 1954 would be desegregated. Mr. Diaz, among the members of the community, worked with the Orange Unified School District to have the library at El Medina High School named in honor of the Ramirez family. And in 2014, Mr. Diaz was chairman of the Lorenzo Ramirez Committee and led an effort to have the beautiful library at Santiago Canyon College named in the honor of Mr. Ramirez and later a statue creating a timeless symbol for all students to discover a hometown hero who fought for equality and justice which impacted our nation. Although Mr. Diaz was passionate about all of his accomplishments, his greatest happiness was watching his granddaughter Alexis graduate nursing school from UCI in 2020. 
At his funeral, his daughter was in awe of his achievements as she simply knew him as a wonderful and doting father. We extend our sincere sympathy to the family, friends, and loved ones of Rudy, a man devoted to his heritage, his community, and his city, and it is with great respect and solemnity that we adjourn our Orange City Council meeting in the memory of Rudolph Rudy Diaz, dated the 13th day of December, 2022. And I, I, my understanding is there's a member of the family here? Is, I believe Mr. Diaz's daughter is here. Thank you for that, and it's an honor to be a part of the meeting and uh, with the adjournment in honor of uh, Rudy Diaz. We move on. There are no announcements this evening. Um, we're going to go on to public comments. These are items that are off agenda and within the subject matter jurisdiction of the council, and recognizing no action will be taken on these items unless authorized by law. With that, I'll let's see if I can get a list. There it is. Uh, Gina Cunningham and Kim Smith is on deck, if she would come forward to the front row. Okay, good evening, Mayor good Murphy, evening. council members, and city staff. Most of you know me. My name is Gina Cunningham, and I was born and raised in this great city of Orange, and although I currently live in Santa Ana, Orange will always be home. I also have the absolute honor to be the executive director of Homemade Orange County a nonprofit that does work here in the city with the mission to build a future without homelessness. I wanted to take a moment tonight to thank the current and outgoing members of the city council, along with city staff, for their support of our mission and for everything you do for the residents of Orange. Five and a half years ago, in partnership with the city, Homemade opened its first emergency shelter for families experiencing homelessness. Because of your leadership and trust in our organization, more than 360 families and 1,450 people have ended their homelessness at the Homemade Family Care Center. We are grateful for the award last month of the PLHA funds at the last month's council meeting to help us really serve the residents of Orange who are unhoused. Homemade is also very grateful for the partnership we have with the Levita Village, an affordable housing community that will serve families and seniors. We are pleased to announce that we were almost through design development and we will be inviting all of you to a groundbreaking ceremony in early 2023. As a longtime resident who grew up in Old Town Orange, I am thrilled to bring these three historic homes back to their historic beauty and to add three more units to the properties that will guarantee six homes of affordable housing for seniors and families. In fact, we invite the community of Orange to support our efforts as we complete our capital campaign to raise the dollars necessary to develop these properties. 
Just this week, we received a generous matching gift challenge from one of Orange's largest community supporters, the RJ Noble Company and the Carver family. They have announced a dollar-for-dollar dollar match up to $150,000 to help us develop this affordable housing community. We invite all of you and the citizens of Orange to help us reach this goal. More to come on that. On behalf of our board of directors and our staff, thank you for the bottom of our hearts for your support to provide housing to our most vulnerable residents. I'm grateful for the dedication, passion, and leadership each of you have to ensure that this great city of Orange its residents and businesses thrive. Happy holidays to all of you, and thank you for your service. Thank you very much. Kim Smith, followed by Tim Smith. Good evening, Mayor and Mayor Pro Tem and Council members. Uh, my name is Kim Smith. I'm an Orange resident since, I don't know, I grew up in Orange. I say 1990, somewhere around there. Um, I want to express my appreciation to Mayor Mark Murphy and to Mayor Pro Tem Kimberly Nichols and to Chip Monaco as well. Um, thank you so much for your service, for your leadership. This is the first year that I took an active role in sort of observing what was going on in City Council. And I've been very pleasantly surprised, impressed with the amount of involvement that you all take in our community. I know personally, um, I'm a member of Orange Emblem 418, and we're a small little tiny club, you know, and we send you guys invitations, we send Mark invitations, and Mark, you have shown up to every single thing we've invited you to, and that is impressive to me. That's important to me. Thank you so much. You guys have shown service, commitment, wisdom, and leadership. That's something that you have given to me, shown to me, for a city. You've been an asset to us in the city. I respect all of you for, for your wisdom and your, and your leadership. I wish that you now have some time, you know, with your family. Um, be proud with the service that you've given us, and um, I just appreciate you very much. Thank you all for serving our lovely city of Orange. Thank you. Up next, Tim Smith, followed by Carol Walters. Uh, good evening. My name is Tim Smith. I'm fortunately married to a lovely woman who just spoke. And I kind of taught her everything she knows about this. <laughs> I, I, too, <laughs> I, too, would like to uh, good evening to all and appreciate your, your service to our city. I want to express my gratitude for for our mayor, Mark Murphy, and Kimberly uh, Nichols, our mayor pro tem, and, and, and Mr. Monaco. Um, I've, I've been active in the community for a while, and it seems that every time I do some activity, I see at least you there and probably many other council members. Um, there was, it was a nice, from planting trees with you this summer to you showing up at the emblem meetings is very encouraging. You also take the time, Mr. Murphy, Mayor Murphy, to encourage the youth, encourage your citizens, and take the time to give them just some of your wisdom. Um, one one uh, soft spot in my heart is the CERT program for the City of Orange, and, and in the last, for your entire term, I can't remember you missing a first class or a last class. And, and that is so important to the cities of our community to show that you care. Um, 
I'm glad you're an example to all of us. The council and all our support staff is example for our city and I'm very grateful to all. Thank you. Thank you, Carol Walters and followed by Jake Comer. Mayor and city council, Mark Murphy. I remember being in the city council the day you became on the city council. And one thing about you all these years, you never changed. You never let it go to your head. You always was a person. And I think we are so lucky to have you and the first lady. And I know we'll keep on seeing you. You guys have done so much. And I always tell people, the mayor and the first lady, the kids in, in the school, you guys are like angels to them. And Orange Toyota. You always step up. You don't care if you had to put stuff in the truck or take it out. You was always there. And one thing I noticed, you, of all people, when you speak, it comes from your heart. It don't come off of a paper or makeup ahead of time. And I am so lucky to know you all these years, and you're still going to be putting up with me. So that won't change. But I want to thank you and the First Lady, Vicki, for everything you have done for these kids. If it wasn't for you guys, they wouldn't have shoes, they wouldn't have clothes, they wouldn't have toys. So thank you for all the service you have done in the city of Orange. Thank you. Thank you very much, Carol. Jake Comer. Hi there, Council. Um, I would just like to first start by committing the city. Um, I know I think on the agenda is a storm drain improvement funding project. And I know that's going to be great in terms of um, reducing balloons entering our storm drain, which lead to the channel and then to the ocean. So I commend you guys on that. That's something that's really great to hear. Um, and I was also able to do more research into SB 1383 and found that the city is actually pretty, pretty on top of this since um, I think 2019. I remember I watched like the council meeting when you guys approved uh, the rate changes and all of that stuff. So um, yeah, I, although I haven't seen any specific data to support, you know, the, the quantity of food waste either saved from landfills or, you know, provided to um, other homeless shelters and stuff like that. I have heard from multiple sources that the city is doing pretty good on implementing the tier one requirements and voluntarily helping businesses in tier two get set up um, before they get, you know, enforced. Um, it's encouraging also to know that Abound Food Care originated here in Orange and has inspired similar programs nationwide. That's really cool. Um, and that's another great part of Orange, you know. A lot of great things come from here. Um, I would only ask that you know, the city publicize data on its compliance with the state mandated, state mandated SB 1383. Um, had a timeline for when pins are going to be provided at multifamily complexes, especially because they make up about one third of the city's residences. Um, and continue creating more food recovery agreements with local businesses. And I'm not sure if all grocery stores are implemented in this agreement, so it'd be great if we could at some point reach a goal of all, all of these organizations are working with the bound. Um, I haven't really seen or heard of any organic waste recycling bins at condos or apartments, which I don't think fall into either tier one or two. I might be wrong there, but it'd be great to have them there. And I know there's another educational workshop for property managers scheduled in the spring at the main library community room, so I look forward forward to that. Um, I know previous, the previous council meeting, uh, Councilmember Monaco stated that 
once I talked about SB um, 1383, that this is actually one of the climate actions the city has taken to reduce emissions, something along the lines of that. And um, although that is great to hear, I'm hoping that you know, the new council moving forward will be able to do more than just one. Um, that would be really great. And um, our city government should know about several provisions that allow local agencies to directly tap into federal assistance under the Inflation Reduction Act with goals that include combating climate change. So the opportunity is great. Our city council has a significant opportunity over the next several years to receive IRA appropriations to fund projects to reduce greenhouse gas emissions from buildings, vehicles, and from energy generation and consumption. Our city can access funding for tax incentives, grant programs, and other resources to help reduce local emissions, most importantly of which is adopting the Climate Action Plan and the General Plan, which will facilitate access to those federal funds and benefit your constituents. Thank you. Thank you very much. I believe that completes public comments. Did we receive any uh, electronic public comments for this we, evening? <clears throat> yes, Mayor, we did, and those were all distributed to the council prior to the meeting. All right. Very good. With that, we'll move on to uh, the consent calendar, and these are considered routine items and enacted by one motion unless there's a desire to discuss uh, something separately. Um, unless specified to request remove an item, all items uh, removed shall be considered immediately following. So do we have any requests for specific discussion on any of these items? Yes, yes. Councilwoman Gutierrez. I'd like to pull item 3.9. Okay, any others? I'm sorry, Council Member Barrios, did you have one? No? The rest of them are all okay. I'll entertain a motion for the balance then. I'll go back to on the floor. There you go. We have a motion from Mayor Pro Tem Nichols and a second from Councilmember Dimitru. Any further discussion? Do we have any public requests on the consent calendar? We have two cards for item 3.9. Okay, so we're covered with 3.9 then. All right. There's a motion and a second. Any further discussion? Seeing none, please vote. The item passes unanimously, the consent calendar, with the exception of item 3.9, we'll bring back 3.9. This is the second reading and adoption of an ordinance of the City Council of the City of Orange approving a development agreement with Old Town Gateway LLC for a project on a site located at 401 West Chapman Avenue and 135 North Atchison Street. Development agreement number 0008 dash 22 and ordinance number eight dash 22. Council member Gutierrez. Thank you, Mayor. Um, well, I wanted to pull this item first also because I needed to register my original vote from last meeting. But in lieu of the uh, public comment that we received, I have concerns. And um, especially when they're bringing up, you know, it's Preserve Orange County bringing up the issue of CEQA. So I'm speaking to all my colleagues here as to, it, I'm very concerned about this letter and what it's indicating in regards to item, uh, or what was it, um, I can't believe what it was, number 31, and that CEQA would not apply, and that I'm, I just, I have great pains, as you know, from last time about this issue, and I really think that we need to look at this again. Um, we don't want to create a problem for Mr. Ricky or for ourselves. And um, more than anything, um, 
you know, I, I know that the actual DA from last time was not attached this time, so I don't know if those things that weren't matching that I asked to get, make sure that they were matching, that the language is in fact matching. So I don't know if that was cleared up. So I just had some kind of cleanup issues as well. And so I, I look to my colleagues as to, I know you all received that letter, so I don't know what you all are thinking in that aspect as well. I'm just, again, that brings concern to me. Was there a question for the city attorney or well, for any yes, of us? Well, yes, I could just... ask Mr. Sheets in regards to that letter from Preserve Orange County, um, what they're, they're bringing up as an issue, is that something that we should be concerned about or not? I'm not concerned with it. Um, I, I, can, I can tell you that. Um, I went through the letter. I had a member of my staff went through the letter as well. Um, <laughs> Here, here's one of the problems and one of the rubs with this was the fact that the determination that was made at, at the time, it was based upon some analysis that, that was done and peer-reviewed as well. And some of the statements that have been made about the significance or the historic significance of the attachment in the, in the shed that's on there um, is more opinion. It doesn't, it wasn't analyzed. There was no study that was submitted that analyzed it otherwise. So the evidence that we had, that we relied on, that staff relied on, that the applicant submitted was uncontroverted. No, no, it w nobody rebutted that other than to say, yeah, we think. Again, we're talking about a portion of a structure. We're not talking about the entire resource itself and the, and the portion of it um, it, it is not historic. It, it doesn't have any value. And that's the part that was going to be demolished. Plus, last meeting, um, when the council adopted the resolution that approved, I think it was a, there was a minor or a, a tenant, tenant parcel map, design review, and the major site plan for it. There was a condition that was attached to that as well. And this letter, I, I think we would have better answers to provide the council if we would have received the letter at that time as opposed to now for, for what you have in front of you this evening. But I just wanted to point out in the record, there was condition number 41 that was inserted to the resolution that was adopted. It says, prior to demolition permits, the applicant shall submit updated DPR forms for the subject property to the community development director reflecting the corrected status of the 112 North Cypress Street building and the detailed property information discovered in the preparation of the cultural resource assessment and associated addendum. So prior to anything being knocked down, it has to be approved by the state, the, the amended description of that culture or that historic resource. So. I'm, I'm okay with that. Condition's going to have to be complied with. There isn't anything that's going to be lost or destroyed because that condition has to be complied with before that can happen. I recall that condition. I do remember that. But my question is, it's indicating you can't separate these units. It's all is historic. And it's also indicating that um, you can't sidestep CEQA. Um, and so with that condition, is that indicating they're going to do an actual environmental study and they're going to do CEQA in order to knock this down? Or are they just going to first clear it with the state and the state's going to say, okay, let's go ahead? It's the latter, not the former. CEQA was complied with. 
it, it, when you do an analysis under CEQA for the, um, uh, for the categorical exemption, that's compliance with CEQA. You're doing, you're doing analysis. And, and so. And is it true, the exemption is that number 31, something to that nature, I'm trying to remember. That's what we're, that's what we're utilizing as the exemption? There were two exemptions, as, as I recall. 31 was one of them, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. So. Okay. okay, so I don't know, my colleagues, how you feel about well, it, but just Mr. Sheets has given us some information, um, but I still stand with my original vote from last that, month. That, that, that understood completely. Councilwoman Barty, do you want to speak? We have two public comments requests as well. I'll, I'll let you go first, or I'll, I'll allow I'd, you I'd to like defer. to do the pu public comment first. What's That's that? Public comment first. Sure, you bet. Uh, Robert Boyce, and on deck after Robert is Frank Hazelton. Mayor, members of the council, I'm Robert Boyce, 143 North Pine Street, Orange, California. I'd like the record to show that I'm going to be giving the uh, copy of that letter that you received from uh, or uh, Preserve Orange County to the city clerk so it can be entered into the record. So that in mind, I hope that you've all had an opportunity to read through the letter that you received from uh, Preservation Orange County. Since that correspondence addresses a number of CEQA issues relevant to this project, I wish to instead make a few comments regarding delisting and uh, the properties uh, previously identified as uh, possessing historic significance. At a previous council hearing on this project, the city legal council stated that should the uh, city decide to go through with this, the uh, council would be taking the action to determine that these buildings are not historic and that the city has already decided, if the city has already decided that these buildings are not historic, it is no longer a matter of waiting to find out what the state is finally going to act on. It was also stated that if the council found these properties to not be historic, the staff would then notify the state and pursue the procedures and remedies that uh, allow them to uh, have it removed from any um, list or any kind of, uh, of uh, groupings of this, these particular properties. However, a decision to both uh, include or exclude or remove properties from the California Register of Historic Resources is the responsibility of the Historic Resources Commission as laid out in the California Public Resources Code Section 5020-5029.6. The keeper of the National Register of Historic uh, Places has also the same authority to grant, uh, granted to it through the Code of Federal uh, regulations 36 CFR part 60. While the city council and any other individual uh, may petition the state to uh, consider removing properties from established uh, registries, the authority to determine whether or not a property may or be removed from the state or national responsibilities does not lie with this council. On those grounds, I respectfully urge that the council to either deny the action that's before you tonight or minimum continue this item so that the process is codified in the state and federal uh, regulations can be followed 
and give the opportunity for the project to be heard uh, and uh, receive all the protections of CEQA. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mr. Hazelton, and if I, or Hazelton, you tell me how you pronounce it so I get it right next time. I've been called both, so okay. that's fine. Uh, thank you. Yes, my name is Frank Hazelton. I represent uh, Old Town Gateway. I'm a land use planner over 40 years here in Orange County, and I've worked with probably every city. Um, really simple. I completely concur with what the city attorney said about CEQA. Uh, this decision, this determination by your staff wasn't made in a vacuum. They had uh, a site-specific analysis completed. He had an objective review by your staff. They had a third-party review by your staff. And the crux, uh, excuse me, yeah, the crux of the issue is, are these additions historic or not? And the finding was that they weren't. Obviously, there's opposition to that. We've heard that seen, and that's fine, and that's uh, an important part of the project. But never once in my many years of working on this project did the opposition ever bring substantial evidence, which is a key foundation in CEQA. There has to be substantial evidence to the contrary uh, to actually establish a different finding or a different decision. So that hasn't taken place uh, to my knowledge. But in short, uh, I just, again, want to conclude that I completely concur with what your city attorney offers. So thank you. Thank you. Councilwoman Barrios, would you still like to speak? Yes, Mr. Mayor. Um, in thinking um, on this project, I had just a couple of quick questions, and I would love for my colleagues to entertain the continuance of this item for one reason in particular, and that was at the time when we talked about this at our last meeting, it was that fourth building that I was concerned about, and that fourth building along Cypress Street frontage. When you look at the loading and the unloading of trucks, you know, because of the very heavy usage of restaurants there. And maybe, Aaron, you might be able to help with this. Atchison is a one-way street. So if a truck can't get in and out of there, or even on Cypress, which is another very tight street, my guess is, is that the, the whole plan is that they would pull in where those two ADA parking units are going to be. And then when I was looking at the plan, the other loading, it was, it was like a temporary loading, is where kind of the pergola overhang is. But that doesn't seem like it would be a height clearance for trucks. Am I, how, how I mean, because we didn't go through CEQA and there wasn't a traffic study necessarily, how are we looking at those potential impacts in terms of loading and unloading? Uh, good evening, Mayor and, and uh, City Council. Uh, I would have to defer to Community Development, who reviewed the um, the site plan as I was involved in the development agreement um, and negotiating that. Who gets to do that? Thank you. Anna, excuse me, Anna Pahoshek from uh, Community Development will speak on that. Thank you very much. Good evening, Mayor, Council Members. So with respect to um, circulation issues, you're correct, Atchison is, is, becomes a one-way street uh, north of the Ruby's parking lot, or the Streamliner parking lot. Um, in terms of circulation, our traffic 
uh, analyst in Public Works took a look at the functionality of the site and um, the clearances were considered in terms of the, the lower height of the canopy and um, the different design aspects of the project. But how does, if they're coming in and out, there isn't a concern? Because, I mean, we've all seen it. I mean, we've experienced it. And my proximity, I've experienced it up close and personal. When the trucks come in and out, the way that they park, um, they don't like going into specific areas. So when they go in and out, if it's a larger, say, one of the Cisco trucks, how does that clear in and out of that area? In and out, backing in and out to Atchison. Well, I, unfortunately, I'm not a traffic expert, and I did rely on our folks in, in the traffic division to look at site circulation. So um, the particulars of the turning radii and those sorts of things, I'm not, uh, I'm not able to answer, unfortunately. Okay. Well, and, and I don't know if we, if, it's, if we need to get one more person from Public Works maybe to talk about, like, the traffic. There's no one here from traffic. Go ahead, Chris. You're up. Okay. Good evening, Mayor and members of the council. So typically when our traffic uh, engineering team takes a look at development, things like this, they do apply certain um, templates in terms of turn radiuses um, and particularly when you're looking at whether or not certain size vehicles can ingress or egress a project, they apply those templates to the site plan um, to determine whether there's any turn radius issues. Um, I can't generally speak to the specifics of this, but that's generally the practice uh, when we review site plans of that type. Right. Um, so. Well, and that's kind of what I figured because I went back and looked at the documents and I couldn't see like what if there was any restrictions on certain sizes of vehicles, which would be problematic on that, at least on Atchison, maybe less so on Cypress. Because, for example, if one of the bigger 18-wheelers, um, Cisco trucks that would we've seen in the plaza, it covers up like a whole mm -hmm. quadrant parking area. And how would that work in that facility on that street? It, it was not an issue that was flagged by our team as being an issue. Um, so I think based upon sort of the, the general geometry of, of the driveways and, and what the turn radius would be expected for things like a Cisco truck, um, our team didn't flag it as being an issue. Okay. Well, one of the reasons why I would ask the council if we could maybe look at this a little differently is because when you're looking at the massing on that particular property, if you were to say, and there's nothing to say that the applicant couldn't come back at a later date for the fourth building, but if you were not for parking but just for flow and access, delay the um, uh, approval of the fourth building so that from Atchison to Cypress, either way, um, for loading and unloading for at least in the beginning while we're uh, examining how this affects that particular sensitive area, things can flow in and out of that particular property for loading and unloading through that area, if that might be something that my colleagues would be willing to look at. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give you my visceral reaction. This hearing today is a second reading and an adoption of the, uh, of the development agreement. And so I'm going to trust that the staff 
did the due diligence. I believe it would have been flagged, and I'm not an expert on 18-wheelers either. So from my vantage point, what we really should focus on is what the business of the day is. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and move we approve the item. And okay. we have a second from Mayor Pro Tem Nichols. Any further discussion? <clears throat> well, then I have one further question, and that is, and Chris, I'm glad you're here. It's because it's specific to where the Paseo ends and starts. And I'm wondering if you can give us a general estimate on what it costs for the curb cutouts for people to walk in and out, ADA access, to go from one side of the street to the other. And what I'm specifically thinking of is that I would really like our taxpayers, and we didn't, talk, we didn't get into this level of detail at our last meeting, I don't want our taxpayers to have to pay for cutouts where the Paseo ends and begins on Atchison and on Cypress, or for there to be striping since the Paseo ends and begins in the middle of the street to create um, whatever safety features we might need right there or would like to have, what might that cost so that we could then, if the council would allow, if my colleagues would allow, we could just add that into this development agreement so that we're not taking on that cost. Um, having sort of anticipated this question coming up, I guess, first of all, it would not necessarily be our recommendation to go ahead and put in a crosswalk um, between, I'll say, the two sides of the Paseo going across Cypress at this point. Um, and part of that has to do with its proximity to Chapman um, and the intersection there. Um, also, the traffic volume on Cypress is, is pretty low. Um, so uh, on, on the face of it at this point, it wouldn't be necessarily our recommendation from our traffic engineering staff to put in a crosswalk there. Um, it, it, it's, it, there's something about traffic engineering and, and having things that can be anticipated. And because that crossing is so close to Chapman, it would be a little irregular to have sort of an intersection and then right behind that, another crosswalk. Um, so I, I, at this point, given what we see out there, it wouldn't be staff's recommendation to even pursue that. Um, that being said, if conditions change, then, then I think at that point we would want to look at it. But based on what we're seeing there and the use and stuff, um, we wouldn't recommend that at this point anyways. Um, if it were to be something that was needed in the future, again, depending on the situation, it could be anywhere up to $25,000. Um, and that's assuming that a beacon system was put in. Um, but again, that, that wouldn't necessarily be the recommendation of staff at this point to put in a crosswalk. Thank you. I appreciate that. There's a motion and a second on the floor. Any final discussion? Mayor, I, the only thing I need to clarify is from Mr. Schultz is whether or not that language was cleared up that I had asked for to make sure that it was matching from the resolution to the development agreement. Uh, yes, uh, Councilmember Gutierrez. I can confirm that that language was cleaned up as you requested. Thank you. All right. Motion is second on the floor. Any further discussion? Please vote. Item passes four to two. That completes the consent calendar. We'll move on to reports. No report scheduled for Mayor Murphy this evening. Oh, yeah, that's me. No. And reports from council members. We have several, but I'm going to. I'm sorry. 
Isn't that a, what's part of the consent calendar? Yeah, that was part of our consent. We're okay, but thank you. Yeah, uh, just to note, the consent calendar did include the successor agency, redevelopment agency 3.12 as well. That was part of the original motion for clarity purposes. Thank you, though. Um, with that, reports from council members. I'm going to ask, uh, first, I'm going to look for, to Councilwoman Tavalaris. You have an item that you brought forward, and then I'll look to other colleagues that have reports this evening. Thank you, and I know that there are speakers, uh, Mayor, I guess I'll We'll invite them to speak after my statement. However you want to do it. Okay, um, thank you. According to Forbes, one of the most powerful women in 2022 died unaware of her impact on the world. On September 13th, a 22-year-old named Masa Amini was arrested by Iran's morality police for improperly wearing a hijab. And according to her family and local media, severely beaten. She died three days later while still in police custody. After reports of this horrific incident emerged, protests erupted across Iran. They were led by women who tore off their hijabs, cut their hair, and adopted a rallying cry of women, life, freedom. This has now evolved into a revolutionary movement calling for a regime change, recognized throughout the world. Maza Amini is now a global symbol for freedom and not just in Iran. Orange County is the home to the second largest Iranian population in the United States, and it is extremely important that our Iranian community and neighbors know that their elected officials are standing in support and solidarity with them. Therefore, I ask my colleagues to support the enclosed resolution to support the Iranian-American community in Orange and Orange County in their quest for freedom for their relatives and friends in the country of Iran and the entire world. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. Thank you. We have a number of public comments listed uh, first up, and I'm going to apologize up front if I don't pronounce your name correctly. I'm doing the best I can uh, with my uh, experience. Uh, Hengame Abraham, and on deck is Mona, I believe it's Gafari. How'd I do so far? All right. Two for two. Good evening, Mayor and members of the council. First of all, Kathy, I am grateful to you for putting this on the agenda. Um, sorry, I'm a little out of breath because this is my third city council meeting today. I was uh, one in Newport at 4 o'clock, one in Irvine at 5.30, and by grace of God, I made it here on time to speak on the item. For those of you who do not know me, my name is Hengame Abraham. I go by Henny. I have had the honor and privilege of living in this great nation of ours since I was 14 years old. I was born and raised in Iran when I encountered the morality police at the age of 12 when I decided to shave my head in protest of wearing the mandatory hair covering that we call hijab, because at the age of 12, I knew what was wrong and what was right. I knew that nobody should tell me what to do with my body, and nobody should tell me that I'm less than anyone else just because I was a female. Well, I was stopped by morality police, and I was told, my aunt was told, who was with me, that if I didn't cover my hair, I would be jailed. That was 1998. I remember vividly that night, my parents, especially my mom, cried, telling my dad, since I'm an only child, that if they don't get me out of that country, I will not make it to my 20s. Well, the next year, God's grace smiled on them, and we won the green card lottery, and we came here in September of 2000. 
And now I get to stand in front of you as a free Iranian-American woman who is the chair of the Iranian Outreach for the Republican Party of Orange County, who is a mother to a seven-year-old and two, three-year-old boy now and married to a wonderful white man. Because in this country, we get to do what we love. We get to marry who we want. And we get to speak freely about the issues, especially when it comes to human injustice. Now, the reason why I brought up my title with the party is to let you know this is not a political issue. I know we have different political views on this dais, but this is not a political issue. This is a human rights issue. As of right now, they have killed over 72 children under the age of 17, the youngest being seven. His name was Kion, and his parents had to hide his body in their own home, borrowing ice from neighbors, because if the government found out that you were mourning your child, they would steal the body, and they would not allow you to mourn. Now, to give you a little perspective, my culture, we mourn for 40 days after we lose someone. Now, imagine not even being able to bury them. There are 18,000 18, prisoners currently awaiting execution in Iran, and they started executing them as of last week. We have lost two beautiful souls, a 23-year-old and a 22-year-old, and they're not going to stop. They're going after the future of Iran because they know that they are fed up. This is not a new revolution. This is 43 years in the making. I am begging you to support this resolution and be the fifth sixth city in Orange County who would support the Iranian people, and we will promise to support you when time comes. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you. On, I, I think my list just changed in order. I called up, uh, come forward who I called up, and then on deck, I believe is, Mo, is you're not Mona, right? I am Mona. Oh, you are Mona. Okay, then maybe, maybe it's my uh, eyesight. Sorry about that. Good evening. Go right, go right ahead. Saeed Ghaffari is on deck. Good evening. You pronounced very well. Mona Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for this amazing opportunity for all Iranian people that they are right now here. And each of us, we are speak up behalf of 85 million in our country. In our country, it's like a hostage, our people, they are in cage. I would love to you guys just imagine one day comes to knock on the wood in US that they say, you cannot talk based on what you think. You cannot wear based on you want to wear. You cannot go anywhere because we don't allow you guys. And in this case, you should stay silent, and silent, it means dead. And for 44 years, I love to ask my friends to take the pictures. They are just very small part of those people that they killed in just 80 days. And during these 44 years, we lost lots of loved ones, father, mother, brothers, sisters, in jail. They arrested, they, lots of them they sold, and we don't know even where they are. I have friend here, his friend just, it's gone for, I think it's 45 days, uh, Alwan. Mountain and a half young man, and 
the family they don't know about him. It's really dark in our country. It's for 44 years we are asking, we try to speak up for our people. And unfortunately, for any reason, it seems, especially United Nations, especially the people that who have to <coughs> listen to us, they have to hear our voice. It seems they are, uh, for any reason, they cannot hear, hear us or they don't want. So with all, appreciate your help, the time that you gave us. Uh, I would love to ask you one by one to think about your kids, their future, and even your country. If this is, goes like this, that is happening last 44 years in my country, they are going to around the world. Please be concerned at least about your family, your country. Thank you. Thank you. Saeed Ghaffari is up, and then I believe it's Nushin Radar is on deck. So come on forward to the front row, if you would. Good evening, honorable mayor, council members. My name is Saeed Ghaffari. I came to the US on January 16, 1979. I remember the date so vividly because it coincided with the date the Shah of Iran left the country and the 1979 claimed victory, the revolution claimed victory. What a sad day it turned out for the country and the world. I finished high school right here in Orange and completed my college education at Cal State Fullerton and made Orange County my home for the past almost 44 years. The atrocities and the crimes being committed by the Islamic Republic in the past three months, the inhumane treatment of people, killing, torturing, and raping of children, young men, and women who have expressed their anger and dissatisfaction for the mismanagement of their country on every front, economic, social, financial, and you name it, and the lack and void of basic human needs, freedom of worship, freedom of what to wear, what to drink, what to eat, at your own privacy of your own home. Maybe new to you, but not to us. It's been going on for the past 44 years since January 16, 1979. And every, every year, every month, every week, and every day has gotten worse. And by every minute, it gets even worse. By every hour the Islamic Republic stays in power, the life is in danger. Every terror in the world, from the closest to our home in the U.S., in the 9-11, to every single bombing of a plane or building is rooted to the Islamic Republic. The Islamic Republic's existence is a shame for every human being, every government, and every country, especially for America as the leader of the free world. As a human being, I feel angry for what's going on in Iran. As an Iranian, I feel sad and angry what's happening to the innocent and brilliant people in my motherland. As an, as an American, I feel ashamed for the inaction and the lack of action. This country, our country, the United States, is taking to protect and promote the freedom and be on the defender of the good against evil. Please pass this resolution unanimously. 
I beg you. Thank you. Thank you. Nushin Radar, and on deck, if you would come forward to the front, it would be uh, Tanez Razagi. Good evening, members of the city council. My name is Nushin. I'm here today as an Iranian-American who migrated here 11 years ago. I'm here to ask the city council to condemn the Islamic Republic of Iran for the rape, torture, and murder of thousands of its unarmed citizens. The Iranians are protesting a tyrannical government who is one of the biggest supporters of terrorism globally. The government is currently using chemical gas in a war crime against the unarmed citizens of Kurdistan. Currently, they have 20,000 protesters in prison, all at the risk of execution. In 1988, they executed 30,000 people. In 1988, there wasn't any social media, and no one heard the cries of innocent people. However, we are here today, watching in real time the brutality of the government in executing innocent protesters. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Truth, sham, trial. Sorry for my accent, and sorry because I'm so nervous about my country. And I hope you understand what I'm saying about it. And being our voice, please. Despite this horror, there is a lack of action from the UN and the Biden administration. Condemning the criminal and the barbaric Islamic regime in Iran is moral and political obligation. Thank you for your time and being on iBooks. Thank you. Thank you. And following uh, Ms. Razaghi would be Melissa Hashem. Good evening, council members and Mr. Mayor. My name is Tanaz. So surely members of this council are aware of the atrocities that have taken place within the past three months all across Iran. The sadistic response of the Islamic Republic to those exercising freedom of speech have resulted in nationwide internet shutdowns, killings of 475, imprisonment of more than 18,000, and two publicly announced abrupt executions. But any number issued by this state sponsor of terror is speculatory. We all know of their attempts to cover up and their 43-year track record of no mercy. This is the same government that mass executed 30,000 of its own people in 1988 as a means to eliminate all forms of political opposition. As long as this government remains in existence, it's a threat to the entire world, and it will continue to get away with murder. Now is the best time to showcase our collective agreement for a free, peaceful, secular, democratic government in Iran. I'm sure that you know our fear and anguish is palpable and certainly valid. We propose solutions that the City Council of Orange can implement. One, please work on passing a resolution condemning the government of Iran and voting yes. Your vote is a way to leverage your platform to show your stance on topics like human rights, physical and psychological torture, 
Rape, gender apartheid, and quality of life for all. Second, advocate for the expulsion of diplomats and agents affiliated with this regime, some that reside right here in Orange County. Recall these ambassadors and advocate for their assets to be frozen. And thirdly, just as I am speaking up right now, I implore you to do the same with your higher up government officials. Urge them to take strong, rapid, and effective action in support of the people's wants. Call to them and write to them. Our demands from you are legitimate. I quote directly from the United Nations, government obligations under international human rights law extend to all levels and branches, while national and regional governments have important roles to play in the promotion and protection of human rights, local governments are at the forefront of bringing human rights to all, end quote. Please act and align your words with your actions in condemning the Islamic Republic of Iran. Please expedite on your resolution. As I am speaking in front of you right now, at least 28 names have broken out. They can be executed any moment now including doctors merely for helping the wounded. Please help us. Thank you. Thank you. Melissa Hashem, and then following Melissa, it would be Farhad Mafi. Go ahead. Hello and good evening, Mayor and fellow council members. My name is Melissa, and I was born and raised in the beautiful city of Orange, and I plan on staying here for the rest of my life. As an Iranian American, I want my voice to be heard for those who cannot use their voice back in my country. I have the ability to go to school, go to work, and use my rights however I please. However, back in Iran, girls, boys, children, and people all over the country are being raped, tortured, and kidnapped, and even killed for simply existing. I am 17 years old, and they're executing children my age and even younger for wanting freedom. In the past two months, at least 72 children under the age of 18 have been killed. Currently, there are over 18,000 innocent protesters as young as the age of three years old who have been arrested and are at risk of execution at any minute. If I were to say any of these things back in Iran, I would be killed for even questioning the authority. Imagine your sister, your mother, your children having to be scared each day they wake up, fearing it is their last day being alive. The government will only inform you about their death after they buried your loved ones far from home. I'm sure you are worried when you see the people you love hurt physically and emotionally. Now imagine having to deal with that every single day. Your loved ones are being tortured to death by the government and are completely helpless. Our people want to have one basic thing, human rights. This is something that each and every single one of us are born with, not earned. However, the Islamic Republic forces the rules onto the country and dictates people with each and every day. This dictatorship is the same one that held American hostages 40 years ago and holds 85 million innocent Iranians in hostage for half a century. Their terror knows no borders, as it affects us Americans across the world as well. The same dictatorship that uses Iranian money and blood to, glo to fund global terrorism. In America, we have a plethora of opportunities, human rights, and the ability to speak freely. Our First Amendment was adopted in December 1791, 230 years ago. For generations, this country has been able to have the access of free speech. This same ability should be applied to each and every single human because it is a human right. There are over 400,000 Iranians living in California since 2020. There are over 36,000 Iranians living in Orange County alone. You have our support. Please help my people. 
Costa Mesa, Fullerton, Mission Viejo, and Irvine passed resolutions condemning the government of Iran and supporting the people of Iran. When I turn 18, I'll be a voting constituent of yours, and as a resident and future voter, I'm asking you to support my Iranian community. You have thousands supporting you. As an Orange County resident, my daily life is affected on a daily basis, which is why I asked you to condemn the terrorist regime and stand with the permanent Iranian population in your country to move this to a higher legislators as an effort to help the fight for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness of our brothers and our sisters. The Ayatollahs are only powerful if we do not take action to support the unity of our protesters. Please sense the urgency and desperation in my voice and support this resolution. Be our voice. Thank you. Thank you, Farhad Mafi. And on deck is Masa Townsend. Uh, Mr. Mayor and Councilmember, thank you very much for this opportunity. Really appreciate it. Uh, I, uh, my name is Farhat Mafi, and I came to the United States in 1977. I actually landed at Chapman College at the time, lived in a dormitory and so on. And I have to tell you that I have been teaching there for the last 30 years part-time. You know, it's really a great honor to be part of the Orange County and part of the uh, Orange. So truly, truly, Orange is my home. and spend more time over here than anywhere else around the world. So I have never been back in Iran for one reason, because from day one, even before the revolution. I was against the revolution and I've been against the Islamic Republic of Iran. I call it barbaric criminal Islamic system of Iran. And from day one, I've been writing against it. I'm a published author and I've been writing against it from day one. And I'm still doing that. I'm using every tool that this great country is giving me uh, to fight with the criminal system of Iran that systematically kills people. And, um, you know, and Iranian people, I give them a lot of credit. They've been fighting this system from very day one. Only after um, the first few months, Iranian women rise against this system, and they had the first massive demonstration in Iran and, you know, against the uh, mandatory hijab that they, this system was imposing on Iranians. And, but unfortunately, they didn't have the support from Iranian men and from many people. And at, at the same time, everybody was saying, well, let's just give these people time. Well, we gave them time to see what has happened. And if you look at it throughout the, in the last 43 years, so many times Iranians have been fighting for this system. For example, in 2015, over 8,000, 8 million Iranians in the city of Tehran, they were asking Obama, are you with us or are we with them? But Hussein Obama chose to turn his back to Iranian people and decided to basically support the mullahs. And we see the result of it today. So we are paying the price for all the wrongdoings and all the lack of support for Iranian people in Iran. So today, we are asking you to please, please consider supporting this resolution. Even though it is symbolic, even though it is, it, you may think it's not, it's not going to make a difference, but it does make a difference because all of these individual resolution, resolutions that are being approved, we are trying to take it to a next level, go to the Congress, and do a lot more with us. So your support would be greatly appreciated. And one last thing I want to very quickly share with you is that Islamic Republic of Iran is not a regular government. If you just take some time, read their constitution, which is available online, their goal is to make their version of Islam this dominant religion in the world. So that's why they're interfering in every country, and that's why they're systematically spending money in this country and everywhere else to promote their version of Islam. So if you care about the fabric of this society and Western civilization, you need to be against this system. Thank you very much for your support. Thank you. 
let's see, Masa Townsend. Yes. And then I believe it's Malika is on deck, but she didn't trust me with her last name, so she just put B down instead of <laughs> instead of her whole name. So we'll see if I could, would have got it right when she comes up. Ms. Townsend, go ahead. Um, thank you. Good evening, um, members of City Council. Let me begin by saying that we understand that passing a resolution condemning the Islamic Republic is more of a symbolic measure at a City Council level. This may seem like a drop in the ocean. However, we are confident that the ripple effects of this one drop will be felt around the world. Something that Mr. Fahad uh, shared about what they have in their constitution, the Islamic Republic. It actually states that they desire to wipe the United States and Israel off of the map. This actually is stated in what they believe. When their parliament meets, they chant, death to America. So you have to understand the horror of the Iranian-American community when the United States government sits and negotiates with these terrorists, the murderers, the rapists, the killers of Iranian children. This Islamic Republic was not elected into office. There's a the supreme leader, and the only way they rule is by murder. They have 18,000 innocent protesters in prison, men, women, and children who had the courage, which I believe Americans can understand, American patriots can understand, that they stood up to this tyrannical government. They are now executing them one by one, blindfolded, with their hands cuffed behind them, being hung by cranes. What's their crime? Speaking out against God. How long was their trial? They're sentenced to death on Monday by Wednesday at dawn. They are executed. I cannot stress this enough. The entire world needs to say enough is enough. This is not about being politically correct. This is not about offending someone's religion. This is what these people stand for. My mother is 82 years old. She was in Evan prison because my dad worked for the American government at the time of the revolution. She's 82. She's still afraid that if I speak out, something will happen to me. Well, I'm here to tell you, as a mother of three, if freedom is not worth dying for, then nothing is. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Malika, please come forward. And then the final card is Alvin Kumars. Good evening, members of City Council. Okay, okay, ma'am. Don't hold on to the mic and you don't have to lean down. It's really, really active. And right now there's a guy in the back with headphones on that just jumped out of his chair. I'm sorry. Okay, so just, I, I promise you everybody will hear you. No worries. Okay. Um, as I'm speaking, Islamic Republic is ordering for rape, torture, and murder of its own unarmed citizens. In 1988, the Islamic Republic executed about 30,000 people. They're, they ha currently have over 18,000 prisoners and peaceful protesters in prison who are at risk of execution. 18,000 people include too much Salehi, Dr. Hassan Lu, Fahime Karimi, and Aryan Farzan Mia, who is only 17 years old. 
Islamic Republic is not only a threat to Iranians, but it is to the whole world. They're number one supporter of terrorism all around the world, and they chant death to America. So they already shown their desire. Therefore, we must stand firmly and send a clear message that we stand with the people who chant death to Islamic Republic, not people who chant death to America. Please condemn the Islamic Republic. Thank you very much. Thank you. Alvin Kumars. Good afternoon. I just want to uh, thank you all for the opportunity for us to speak. And uh, I don't have anything prepared, but I, I want to have a few words with my uh, fellow Americans and uh, U.S. Uh, Sir, residents. You, you need to speak to just us so the cameras can pick you up as well as the microphone. Sure. Thank you. I just want to let you know that basically uh, this is not only Iranians fight uh, with the regime. Uh, they're getting close. If you uh, look at the IAEA, which is uh, the agency who uh, monitors all the nu nuclear uh, systems for different countries, I, I believe that's uh, their job, uh, they're very close to having a nuclear bomb. And when they have that, you, you're going to think, oh, there's no way they're going to bomb us here in America. But trust me, they, uh, they have the uh, technology. And uh, the first one, I think, is going to be Israel. Just want to let you all know that um, this is not only our fight. We, we all got to uh, stand against this regime. And we, we all got to start taking action, even if it's small, to, to condemn this regime. That's all. Thank you very much. That completes the public comments. I'll bring it back to the council and I'll bring it back to Councilman Tavalaris. You brought this forward, so I'll, I'll let you go ahead. Just offer the motion and I would appreciate a second and support for the. And, and it happened even before you spoke. Thank you. Thanks to all that, that came out this evening to, uh, to share your uh, uh, concerns, share your experiences and ideas. And uh, I can't think of a better thing to do now than just to call for the question. Oh, here we go. Please vote. Unanimously passes. Thank you very much. All right. I'm, I'm going to suggest we take a five-minute nature break, and then uh, and then we'll come back and finish the uh, the reports from council members.
to celebrate his first Christmas. Sorry if you were going to make that your, your council person report. But. So, okay, I'm going to look all the way to my left first. Councilwoman Barrios, do you have something to discuss this evening? Um, I'm going to forgo doing a business highlight this evening, but I did want to remind people as you um, let them know at the tree lighting that this sun Sunday or Saturday is the beginning of um, Hanukkah. I believe it's Saturday, actually. Saturday um, evening, I believe. Saturday evening um, at sundown, and we will be celebrating at the menorah. Um, I didn't recall the church because I didn't just Temple write it. Shalom. Temple Beth Thank you very much. So I just wanted to remind our watchers that they could join us in the plaza this weekend. Yeah, they've been kind enough to store, maintain, and bring out the menorah each and every uh, year to uh, join our celebration uh, in December. So those that are available and would like to, it will. Uh, it's a very special uh, moment out there in the plaza. All right. So with that, uh, let's see. Councilmember Tavalaris is having a drink, so I don't think she has anything else. <laughs> um, it's Snapple. People at home, it's Snapple. <laughs> no, thank you very much. Mayor Pro Tem, any, anything? No. All right. Councilmember Dimitru? Yes, thank you, Mayor. Uh, real quickly, just uh, as uh, Ms. Barrios just mentioned, uh, last week we had our tree lighting, and for many of us, our holiday season does not start until uh, we're sitting, freezing, sitting next to each other, listening to our high school choir sing. Uh, the orchestra play uh, and uh, that last note of the last song as we hear our narrator wish us into a happy holiday season. I personally want to reach out. I, I've done this already once. I, I'd like to do it more publicly. Our city staff uh, dedicates so much time into making sure this tradition continues and that this tradition is just absolutely fabulous. And this year watching a lot of teenage kids in the rain as it as we all you know scuttled off to restaurants and into our cars into heaters and this that and the other they were out getting soaked to the bone uh putting chairs away and just a kudos to uh our community services department uh for making this event go off for our our, our police officers our fire that uh ensure that it, it runs safely uh and then of course our public works department that actually starts uh, very early in the morning, setting up barricades. Uh, once again, deeply from my heart, thank you for all you do, um, because my holiday season does not start it legitimately. I don't even let the wife put up a decoration until we get through tree lighting, and well, then it explodes. But it's it's a, it's it's just wonderful, and I and uh, I can never say thank you enough for uh, those folks that are at the the helm. Thank you. Well stated, Council uh, Woman Gutierrez, anything you'd like to add? Yes, I have a business highlight that goes with our Christmas spirit. Yay. Mm -hmm. So getting ready for, for Christmas, you know, in um, my family tradition is once a year we make tamales. And so um, I needed some for my daughter for her school, and I wasn't making them just yet. So my business highlight this month is, uh, is District in District 5, and it's a Tamaleria Rincón Sinaloense, which is a fantastic, fantastic place to go to to get tamales, especially if you have them in need for your Christmas spirit. It's located right here on Tustin uh, Street, 421. Next slide, please. And they have tamales of all type, which, again, it's like my home. We make meat 
and meat style, cheese style, and the sweet ones are fantastic. There's strawberry flavor, there's pineapple flavor as well. So if you have not tried this location, small business here off Tustin, you definitely should get out there. And not only do they have tamales, they've added other food items as well, but I would definitely go there just to have a tamal when I don't make them my, for my yearly round. So I wanted to highlight the small business because of that wonderful tradition and my culture, which is tamales at every once a year. So thank you. Thank you. We move on to the reports from city manager. Or reports from Bo. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to report tonight, sir. All right. We, uh, we move on to item seven, recognition of outgoing Councilmember Chip Monaco. Uh, Councilmember Monaco, unfortunately, could not be with us this evening based on uh, a travel plan. And so we're going to just continue that item uh, to a date uncertain uh, when he returns. Next up is item eight, and that's the recognition of outgoing member Mayor Pro Tem Kim Nichols. And so the person can applaud. And I think they want you to go down, out down front. You want a box, box of Kleenex? Okay, all right. And, and um, Madam Clerk, can I get the, the proclamation? They said out. They said suggested out front because there's going to be some folks that are going to want to give you things as well. I suspect. Thank you very much. All right. This is a proclamation recognizing Mayor Pro Tem Kim Nichols, whereas Mayor Pro Tem Kim Nichols was first elected to City Council in 2014 and has served the residents and businesses of our city for two complete terms. In 2018, she was elected by fellow council members as mayor pro tem and has continues, excuse me, to hold that position. She was born and raised in Orange, attending local Orange schools throughout, attended Cal State Fullerton, received a bachelor of science degree in nursing. Her life experience as a registered nurse and local businesswoman has helped shape her time as a council member as well. During the two terms, council has accrued a long list of accomplishments. She and her colleagues directed the complete renovation of Schaefer Park, improvements at Handy and Hart Park, the opening of the long-awaited Old Town West parking structure, the opening of the new Orange City Fire Department Fire Headquarters and Fire Station 1, and seeing the city through the worldwide coronavirus pandemic. Whereas council member as a council member, she served on behalf of our residents and businesses to several regional organizations, including the boards of the Orange County Sanitation District, the Orange Elderly Services, and the Santa Ana Flood Protection Agency. And whereas she has a strong drive to give back to the community that has given her so much, her record of public service both before and during her time on the council is as impressive as it is accomplished. She's a graduate of the Orange Chamber of Commerce Leadership Orange Program served nine members, nine years, excuse me, as a member of the Orange Unified School District Board of Education. And she's one of only two I can think of that served, and if I left somebody out, I apologize, this is dangerous when I do these things on the fly, but the only other individual I can think of that served both on the 
school district board and the city council, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, uh, ladies and gentlemen, is Bill Steiner. So Bill Steiner and you are a very special company in terms of that accomplishment as well. She's held numerous elected and appointed positions within the Parent Teachers Association, and whereas her passion for making information available to all residents continues to be passion and a, and a promise, and has held a seat as a board member and current president of the Orange Public Library Foundation, and during her time on that board, she helped raise thousands of dollars for programs, books, new equipment for our city libraries, and helped guide the creation of the Orange Public Library and History Center facility and whereas she's been married to her husband, Stephen, for 39 years, together they raised three children, Caitlin, Jeffrey, and Shannon in Orange. Kim and her husband have been the co-owners of Cyrano's Cafe now for the past 12 years. And we should add a line in here and also grand, grandmother to Bo, right? Sorry, Bo, we'll, we'll, we'll make the modification here. Now, therefore, I, uh, Mark Murphy, as the mayor of the city of Orange on behalf of the entire city council, do hereby congratulate Mayor Pro Tem Kim Nichols on completing two impactful terms on the city council, honoring her commitment to serve her community with professionalism and thoughtfulness. We wish you some time for yourself and your family and trust you'll continue to serve the community of Orange in new and different ways. Thanks for all you've done for the city of Orange and it's dated this 13th day of December. 2022 and signed by yours truly. Uh, and I just wanna say as a colleague, uh, the strength that you bring, the logic you bring uh, is incredible and we will be missing you. Comments, colleagues? Kim, I don't know, um, I'm gonna call you Kim, so sorry. Um, Mayor said you came on in 2014, and I was like, God, she looks younger. It's like that Reagan thing, you know, when he left and he looks younger, and all the other presidents looked, you know, white-haired and stuff. So you look younger, and I don't know how you've done that. Um, but I will tell you, yeah, right. Um, I mean, you're, you came in here as a mother, and you're leaving as a grandmother, and, and you look younger. So whatever you're doing, I need to do that. Um, I will say that I think when uh, I was appointed to this council, um, I hit the jackpot because the mayor sat me next to you. And um, I learned so much from you. Um, you know, you're, you are full of class. And you're smart and you're calm. And I get emotional and you're just calm. And I get mad and you're just, I look over and she's just calm. And I'm like, God, is she not feeling this? She's not feeling this? <laughs> and, and I just think that's so... Um, uh, that's the right way to be. And I strive to be more like you because you take everything in and you feel it and you process things. And then when you speak, you have such a beautiful way of expressing yourself. Um, you're gracious. And again, you're well-spoken. And I, for one, I'm going to miss you up here. Um, and uh, I hope I can call on you and stop by Cyrano's and get a cup of joe. Um, and maybe complain about a few things, but <laughs> um, my goal, of course, is to be more like Kim Nichols, and I just think you're wonderful, and I have also the pleasure of knowing a lot of our colleagues throughout the county, and um, I'm just so proud that my first years on council were with you. Thank you for setting that example. Councilwoman Barrios. 
Mayor Pertem, I just wanted to thank you for your incredible service to our community. And um, I don't know if you remember one of the very first campaigns I ever worked on in my life was your campaign for OUSD. Um, and it was such a pleasure back then to get to know you and be inspired by you about what it meant to be a public servant and what it meant to give your whole heart to your community. And I just thank you very, very much for all you have done and all the pa passion you have shown for all the projects. And, you know, I hope you get to continue dancing on and not having to dance around us. So, uh, and I hope you get to enjoy this time with your family and with your grandson. Councilwoman Gutierrez. Thank you. Sorry. Oh, Mayor Pro Tem Nichols, I am so excited that you are my neighbor and I bump into you all the time. And I know that I'm going to continue bumping into you. So I'm, I know I won't miss you that way, but you definitely will be missed here. And I want to thank you for all your years of service here for our city. And what the school district, I remember being a teacher in OUSD when we were, we've got to get Kim Nichols on. We've got to get Kim Nichols on. So, you know, your dedication and your service is so appreciated and your willingness to serve is always outstanding. And so you will be missed, And but know that you leave your legacy and your biggest legacy is sitting right here, your beautiful family. So thank you. Councilmember Dimitru, <clears throat> I only got two years with you. And, uh, um, feel a little cheated by that, to be honest. But uh, uh, Kim, thank you so much for all you do, for everything you've done for this city. Um, you're truly the only person I've ever been afraid of in city government. Um, because when I, when I start speaking about something and you give me that mom look, I know, okay, shut up. Um, and uh, I love that. I absolutely adore you. I think you've done a fabulous job. I think you're... Uh, your tenacity and when uh, as, a, as a member of the public when you're in the audience and it comes to your comments when uh, you would kind of bring forward and wrap wrap it all up into a, into a clean cut this is what's going to happen and this is why I think it's very valuable to the community as a whole but on a personal note um, I've loved my last two years serving with you um, the ability to have your leadership uh, and then of course just uh, but the, your humor, your personality, just everything about you is, is an amazing thing. And I personally am going to miss that. Um, and I, I value that and uh, your friendship. Thank you. We have a couple of other gifts on behalf of the city council. And could I ask the interim city manager and perhaps a city attorney to go get those two gifts?
And we have several community members uh, and representatives here this evening that would also like to make uh, presentations. And then following that, I'm gonna ask the rest of the council to join me down front and we'll take a group picture with the, uh, with the proclamation. So first up, Mariana Flores, the field rep representing Congressman Lou Correa. Here she comes. Hello, um, on behalf of Congressman Correa in Congress, um, we wanna present you with the Congressional Recognition Certificate for all your years of service for the city of Orange. Thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Next up, representing County Supervisor Don Wagner, Pat Buttress. I broke one of these, so I get real nervous. <laughs> I like, okay, don't need that. Um, on behalf of Orange County Supervisor Don Wagner, it's really my privilege to be the one here to do this because Kim and I have had an opportunity to work a lot of years together, and I hope we get to work a lot more years together. But I know Don has appreciated you many times for all the work you've done on the county boards that you've been assigned to, as well as all that you have done for Orange. And we really want to thank you. You have given a lot of service to this community through Orange Unified School District, Board of Education, is it called Board of Education? And of course, our city council. And we're very, very proud of you. I'm very proud of you. I love working with you. And I, I can't say enough, but I will read since the mayor covered everything very well. I'm going to just read these last two things because I noticed that when Don does these, he doesn't want to read the proclamation, but he always reads the last, therefore be it. I'm going to do one whereas, because you all ruined my, I thought I was going to get by with this, but you all mentioned it. So Kim's, uh, whereas Kim's interests include competitive ballroom dancing for fun and exercise, as well as enjoying her new role as a Mimi to Grandson Bo. Uh, therefore, be it proclaimed that Supervisor Donald P. Wagner hereby congratulates Kimberly, Kim Nichols, for her outstanding public service and further commends her for her magnanimous, <clears throat> I can't say it, magnanimous contributions to our community. I gotta learn that word, don't I? Anyway, Kim, thank you. Now you have to have a new wall. <laughs> Next up, representing the Chamber of Commerce, the Chairman Al Rickey. Kim, uh, I'm proud to serve my fifth year of my one-year term for the chamber. <laughs> and during those five years that I've done, you have helped the chamber immensely. On behalf of the 16,000 businesses, you always do your homework. You're always fair. It's a pleasure to see you up on the dais and gather all the information and then somehow make it sound good at the end of the day. You, you do that all the time. 
Um, we really appreciate all the effort you do. Please do not get out of public service because you're good at it. And we really hope that you stay in it. And you're an example of why term limits are not a good idea. We'd love to see you stay there. But anyway, on behalf of the Chamber of Commerce, we'd like to give you this plaque. All right, council, let's all go down and get a photo with our colleague. Come on back up. Well, there's more work to do. Also, one more gift from the, the city council, and that is uh, a small white box with an orange ribbon. <laughs> and if you open it up, it's going to show, uh oh, they made it hard, didn't they? Well, if you want to take my word, for, nope, there it goes. You got it. Got it? Yeah. Cold work in it. <laughs> And if you take that out, it is a paperweight uh, with years of service in the City of Orange and the City of Orange logo. So I hope uh, you'll display that proudly. I will absolutely display that proudly. And with that, would you like to share some thoughts or comments? I would. Thank you. If I can, if I can get it out. Um, first of all, I would like to thank my family for being here. <clears throat> My husband is in Minneapolis in a trial, so he wasn't able to be here. So all my kids and my grandkids and my extended family and their significant others came here to be here with me this evening. And I appreciate you and love you, and thank you for being here. Mm -hmm. This is really hard for um, 
me, you know, because I'm serving in this capacity. Um, I did this because I believe in this community and I love this community and I've been here for over 55 years and it matters to me and it matters to my family and to your family and to your family's families and the generations that come and stay in Orange. It's, Orange is very special. And I've had the pleasure of working with amazing, amazing people. And um, I want to start off with the staff here. There is no other quality in any other city that I have been in before that measures up to the, to the love and the family that is the City of Orange staff. And I am so appreciative of all you do for us. You bend over backwards to, to answer and to provide for all that we need and that we ask for. And you do it with a smile and with grace and just constantly. And I know you have to be saying behind your, our backs, why are they here? And why are they doing this to us? But you just don't let that out. And I think what most of the community probably doesn't know is the hard work that you put into making this city great. It is you that make this city great. And I'm so grateful for having had the opportunity to one, get to know you and to see what you do for our city. I have a deep appreciation for you and for your service. Um, I wanna say to, <clears throat> to Mr. Casella, I have admired you as chief of police and I told you so when you retired. And I'm even more grateful for you now that you're here at the helm as our interim city manager. I think you have provided a, an, an immeasurable amount of uh, calmness and the opportunity for everybody to exhale and kind of be able to move forward. And so for that, I am very grateful and I hope you stick around for a while. Not that it's my call, but my, but I hope you can stick around for a while. Um, to Mr. Sheets, you have been my rock here. You are, without a doubt, the best city attorney around. You, you take the hits and you keep on giving. And you, from the moment that he became city attorney, he got hit just constantly. Just the legal department just got slammed and it was just constant. And you kept smiling, you kept a sense of humor, you kept your ability to um, help us and navigate through some of the challenges, especially COVID. I mean, but even that's not the, that may not even be the worst of it. <laughs> um, but you have been, my rock here, Rick certainly served in that capacity as well. Um, but you just are the person that I've always been able to go to, to if I had questions. And I knew you'd be just, you'd be a straight shooter. And that's what I respect for you, about you and appreciate about you. You just always told me the truth and you always, you know, you could give me both sides of, of an issue, but you were always honest with me. And that helped me 
make a better decision, I think. Um, I will miss you immensely, and I know you're retiring, but I'll still miss you. <laughs> I know you and Rachel will have a great time in retirement, but, but uh, um, I hope it's not the last time I see you tonight. To my colleagues, um, to Anna and Ariana, um, I just met Anna this, you know, two years ago, and I know that you have a heart for orange, and you love orange, and I think you are trying really hard to do your best for the city and the community, and I appreciate your, you know, wanting to stand up for the community. I think you do a great job with that, and I think you should continue to listen to the community and to listen to everybody and ask the questions, um, and I think that that's helpful for you as you make decisions. Um, and the staff is here for you as well, as much as you need them. They're, they're, they're your backbone. They are who you can go to. Um, but good luck and best wishes for your next two years and even if you continue on after that, I know that you'll do a great job. Ariana, I know I've met you obviously before your tenure on the council. I remember when you were running for Rancho San Diego Community College District and you served in that capacity. Um, you have got, you know, you were born and raised in Orange, and you have Orange running through your blood. And I know how much Orange community means to you. And I know how much you advocate for the city and for the community. You are definitely your resident's um, voice. And I think that's beneficial for the council in making decisions to hear the passion that you have for the city of Orange. And I wish you the best of luck in your next four years being re recently reelected, Kathy, we appointed you recently. It's been great to get to know you. Um, you too have surprised me with your level of passion and <laughs> desire for really being that district representative. I mean, I saw it with the, your voice for the uh, North Preston specific plan. Um, and I think they appreciate it and I think they see it. And I know Thank that you. you have done an outstanding job here, you know, finding your way, and then you're there. You're absolutely there, and you you will continue to do great for the city of Orange, and it will be a pleasure to watch you from afar. You. <laughs> John, I remember when you were running for council for the first time. You and I met. Um, I was on the school board, I believe, at the time. Um, and I think that um, you're a different John than you were then. I think you, you, um, just watching you then and watching you now, I think you've really um, evolved in your public service. And I think you have um, really make a difference. I think you make a difference. I think, um, I think when, when you speak and you, and having served with you for the last couple of years, you, you bring an element of, of understanding from your research that is just so obvious and so helpful for the community. Um, you just, you, you know what to say and you know how to say it. And I appreciate that and I think the community appreciates that as well. Mayor Murphy. Yes. <laughs> Um, this next section is going to be really difficult, but it's been 
I've served with you as council member back in 2014 until you became mayor in 2018. And your deep, deep roots in this city. And it is just, I don't think anybody fully appreciates and understands what you have done for this city behind closed doors. You know people. You've been in so many different um, organizations and different um, agencies, and you do things for the city of Orange. You provided for things in the city of Orange that people don't know. And I think that benefit has just sprinkled over our city, and people are unaware of it. And I think you will be deeply missed here for all that you have done. But for all of that you have done, I am truly grateful. And it's been a pleasure to be your friend and to be your colleague. And can we still be friends? Absolutely <laughs> okay, can still good, be friends. Good. The, the hardest part of this, and I was talking to Kathy, <laughs> is you come into a position and you meet people and you're working together and you're working with people and then it's over. <laughs> and friendships develop and then it's over, but you don't want it to be over. And so that's what I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss the friends that I've made here the connections I've made, the deeper friendships I've made, and um, all of you sitting, seeing you in the audience, even if you didn't like me, even if you <laughs> disagreed with my vo uh, vote or my voice and what I was saying, um, you helped me say, come to the decisions that I did. I listened to every word that you had to say, and I loved um, hearing what you had to say and seeing you in the audience and participating in this process. We have the best public service in this city, hands down, and I'm grateful for everybody, and thank you for the opportunity have, to have served you for the last eight years. Thank you very much. Note to self, never speak after Mayor Pro Tem speaks. With that, I'm going on to item nine, and I have notes here sometimes to help guide me as to what to do, and it says, turn it over to Mayor Pro Tem Nichols and be quiet. <laughs> That was Note. our city clerk, by the Notes way. Notes to self, don't do this after you've just had to speak. <laughs> um, Mayor Murphy, would you like to go down to the... Uh, can I wait Can I wait till you read the proclamation? Okay, you go down? well, sure. Okay. You, may read, you may do that. Well, we are here tonight to honor and to recognize Mayor Murphy for his years of service, many, many years of service to the city of Orange. Um, I will read this and we'll have you go down um, to the dais and many, or to the podium, many people will be honoring you and recognizing you. <sighs> this is a proclamation recognizing Mayor Mark A. Murphy 
Whereas Mark A. Murphy was born at St. Joseph Hospital in Orange, where his lifelong love for this city began. And whereas as a child, he lived in the ABC Streets neighborhood, Alpine, Bedford Crest, Devon, graduated from Orange High School. Once pads are always been there. <laughs> right, right. And earned his Bachelor of Science and Master's of Business Administration degrees from the University of Southern California. And whereas Mark was first elected to the Orange City Council in 1993, he was elected mayor for the first time in 2000 and served as the mayor of the city of Orange three terms. After his third term as mayor, he was then elected to serve the citizens of our city as a councilman until 2010. In 2012, Mark returned to the city council and was again elected mayor in 2018. And whereas before his election to the council, Mark had served as the chairman of the Orange Planning Commission and had been active on a number of local citizen commissions, including serving on the Centennial Commission as president of the Community Video Advisory Board and as chairman of the Orange Millennium Commission. And whereas in addition to his time as an elected mayor and council member of Orange, Mark has also represented our city on the boards of the Foothill Eastern Transportation Corridor Agency, Orange Elderly Services, and Orange Housing Development Corporation. In 2017, he became a member of the Board of Directors of the Orange County Transportation Authority, where he also served as board president. And whereas during his tenure on the council, Mark was instrumental in improving many long-awaited projects for construction. These included the complete renovation of El Camino Real Park, the Santiago Creek Bike Trail, the Sports Center at Grijalva Park, Steve Ambrose Park, the Old Town West Metrolink parking structure, and the new Orange City Fire Headquarters and Fire Station One project. And whereas Mark retired from Hewlett Packard in 2020, after 31 years as an enterprise account manager in our community, he also made time to support local community organizations and charitable nonprofits, such as the Orange Elks, the YMCA, the Friendly Center, the Orange Public Library Foundation, and the Community Foundation of Orange. And whereas in recognition of his decades-long career in public service and his good works throughout the community, Mark was named Orange County's Local Elected Official of the Year in 1998 and the Orange Chamber of Commerce Citizen of the Year in 2010. And whereas Mark's life has always been marked by his passion for his family, his city, and his hobbies, Mark married Vicki, the love of his life, in a ceremony at their favorite beach, Monarch Beach, 30, 25 years ago. His love of motorcycles, and specifically one brand in particular, is reflected in the name of his faithful dog, Harley. Even though he embraces all sports, he will always root hardest for his beloved Lakers. Anyone who has heard him play an instrument or has heard his many anecdotes about his, the musicians he has had, the fortune to meet, can attest to the, his love of music. Most importantly, Mark will always be thankful for the guiding presence of his mom, Lois, by his side as he journeys through life. Now, therefore, be it proclaimed that the Orange City Council does hereby congratulate Mark, Mayor Mark A. Murphy on completing his tenure as Mayor of Orange and extend to him our most sincere gratitude for his decades of outstanding and dedicated public service to the businesses and residents of this beloved city, dated this 13th day of December, 2022. Date signed by Mayor Pro Tem, Kimberly Nichols. Thank you. Thank you and we have a gift. 
Wow, thank you. A gift. And another gift. Let's see if I can open it. They made it easier for me. There was only one wrap around instead of both ways. Very nice. This is a uh, gavel, plaque mayor 2018 to 2022. That's wonderful. Thank you very much. Would you like me to put that away? And in case I'm not allowed to put a nail hole in the wall, I even have a handy easel to go with it. <laughs> there we go. Do I go down front? Please, now? I think you have some um, awaited people who would like to acknowledge you. Oh, you want to talk about me? I'll stay up here first if you want. Go ahead. Am I supposed to go? Like I'll follow here. According to my schedule, we have to speak later. <laughs> All right, we have we have some proc uh, some um, city city acknowledgments to give to you right now, Mr. Casella. Mayor, we have Mariana Flores, Field Representative, Congressman Luke Correa's office here. Congressman Luke Correa, Congress of the University 
you. We want to present you with the Congressional Recognition Certificate for your leadership and you. everything you do for the City of Orange. Well, thank you. And be sure and extend to the Congressman our appreciation of everything he does for us each and every day in his service as well. Of course. Thank you. You bet. All right. Thank you. And now we have Ms. Buttress from County Supervisor Donald Wagner's office. I always have this great big one, right? <laughs> More wall space. Sure. <laughs> I am, um, on behalf of Orange County Supervisor, who I know would really have liked to have been here for you because he has enjoyed so many years of working with you uh, when he was mayor of Irvine and, and now as supervisor. He admires you and your leadership on OCTA. He really does. Oh, I've heard I stories. No, I, he I really does. And um, on behalf of me, <laughs> all the years that I have known you, I'm kind of like Carol Wolters here. <laughs> I, I, I watched you the first time. I've been through a lot. We were on the um, Centennial Commission together, the community founded, yeah, community video, video advisory board. board. Uh, I've followed in your footsteps in many ways uh, with the planning commission and everything else, but I couldn't think of better footsteps to follow in. You are so gracious and you are so concerned about Orange. You taught me to oh, be more concerned. You're very about kind. It. You're very kind. No, I, I just appreciate you. Thank you. And Vicky, he's a wonderful gentleman. And I know that he's wonderful because of you. And both of you have given so much to our community. Thank so you. thank you on behalf of Supervisor Wagner and me. <laughs> I've got to give him a hug. Thank you very much. I'm crying. <laughs> thank right. you. And thank I'll, you. I'll put it over there for you. And now we have Al Ricky, who is here from the Chamber of Commerce. Hi, I'm Mark Murphy. Yeah, Glad to meet you. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, I met Mark back in 1993. I was at the Planning Commission, and Mark was a Planning Commissioner, and I had a 200 lot or something I was doing. And I got beat so bad, it was pathetic. And at the end of the meeting, Mark came up to me, and he said, you know, he says, uh, you made a lot of mistakes, but listen to what they told you today and come back, and I remember his saying was, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. And since that day in 1993, Mark and I have been friends. And I finally got my project approved, by the way. But anyway, uh, Mark's strong conservative uh, fiscal policies make Orange a better place to live. I can tell you that through the pandemic, we had a big problem with the businesses. And Mark walked the streets with, with people from the chamber and said, how can we make this better? And because of that, we opened the streets up and created the Paseo, which allowed the restaurants to still function and, 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 and survive. Not only survive, but show us how great Old Town was with a Paseo. So because of Mark, we did that. I can also tell you as the Chamber of Commerce president, five years ago, the chamber was almost non-existent. And with Mark's help and Mark's guidance, uh, he let us bring the Council Appreciation Breakfast back, which help, you know, thank the council people like we're doing today, which we're going to do in February. And he also, um, we, we talked about the May Festival and the May Parade. And in 1930, all the way up to 1992, the May uh, Parade was there. And, and uh, we wanted to bring it back. 
And Mark took a chance on the chamber, and Mark says, you know what, I want to do what it takes to bring the May Festival back. So after, from 1930 all the way up, it's back again. We're on our second year, it's successful, and that's because of Mark Murphy. And that's the kind of thing that Mark does. Uh, in, in 1998, I can tell you that uh, we, we, Old Town had four restaurants, and it was pretty, you could shoot a cannon down the street on Friday and not hit anybody. I mean, that's how slow Old Town was. I prefer rolling bowling, rolling balls. bowling balls. It's less okay, aggressive. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> and, and then in 1998, Mark created a parking committee. And he said, look, we, if we want to bring different businesses, we need to change the parking code. So we pre created a code that if we could bring restaurants in, and we paid for the parking we didn't have. And Citrus City Grill was the first restaurant. Uh, the Courtyard was the second group of restaurants. Gabby. Fast forward today, we have 48 restaurants. And we have now made Old Town a destination. That was his vision back in 1998. It's how do we get people into Old Town? How do we revitalize Old Town? And Mark did that by the Planning Commission, and he also did it with the council. And now today, people come to Old Town from all over. The visitors love it. The residents love it. And instead of the city supporting Old Town with sales tax, we give sales tax back to the rest of the city. And that's because of Mark Murphy again. I could go on and on. A lot of the things were already taken by what Kimberly said on the, uh, the plaque. But, Mark, you've made Orange a better place to live, work, and raise a family, and we love you. Thank Please you stay in public service. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Forgot the prop. Doesn't say Harley. All right. Thank you, buddy. Can I come back up now, or do I stay back down here? No, everybody has to come down. No, I think I think the council wants to speak to you f down there. Oh, they want to, they want me off the dais. <laughs> Is that do. it? Okay. <laughs> Ms. Barrios, would you like to uh, share a few comments? Well, um, I I think the very well I know that the very first time that I met you, who I knew who you were, was at my wedding, and you had a very special date because we actually beat you guys to the altar. So, um, and it was such a surreal thing. You know, I'm just like, you know, but that's orange. Our moms, our dads, the different generations were connected. We, you know, introduce, we meet, we move on, we do things together, we make legacies. And as long as I have known you, I've always heard you talk about the people who've gone before you, like Jim Beam or um, Don Smith or Jean Beyer, and you've always talked about them with this incredible reverence of what they accomplished and what they did, and um, it always struck me as interesting that it didn't seem like your humbleness that you didn't put yourself in that category, and I would absolutely say that you are in that category of you know some of the truly impactful leaders with a very very long shadow and legacy in our city and it might be it might be weird to hear that but it is absolutely true and um, I thank you for your incredible service councilman councilwoman Tavares. Um, I was just writing a couple of notes down uh, mayor I remember the first day I met you it was at Matt Cunningham's, it was back there, parents' home in OPA. And it was 1994. And I remember it so uh, well because Matt introduced you as the councilman from Orange. And I was just like, really? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that is just the coolest thing ever. And uh, that was the first day I met, I met you. And I remember when you started dating Vicky. And I said, that's not going to last. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. But I do remember that. Um, Mark, you're larger than life. You are a brand in Orange, and you are synonymous with the city of Orange. When you mention Orange, when I mention Orange, people say Mark Murphy. When I say Mark Murphy, you say the city of Orange. You are Orange, and Orange is you. And I'm very aware I wouldn't have had this opportunity, an extraordinary opportunity, if it wasn't for you uh, believing me and, vote, and voting for me, um, surprisingly, that night. <laughs> Um, with, the, with your support, you helped me and you lifted me out of incredible grief. And you taught me how giving back can help you out of any situation. And I hope to continue that legacy that I continue to give back to my city. And I hope to teach others after me about you. If you think in your life you've never made a difference, then you can just look at me. You have uh, always protected me and been wonderful to me and always have given me a hug when I needed it. You have been a great example to me and a great example to everyone in Orange. And even though you piss me off every time you say you're a panther and I'm a Spartan, <laughs> I still love you and I'll never forget what you taught me. Your legacy will live on because you are Orange. Miss Gutierrez. Thank you. I feel bad. I skip John all the time. Sorry. All right. Mayor Murphy, first time I met you, you didn't know who in the world I was. You walked into my classroom in 2001 at Prospect Elementary, and you were our principal for the day. And when would I fast forward ever think that I'd be up here with you? And, it, you know, that goes to show your commitment to our city. And I remember how excited I was and my students were to have you in our classroom. You were jovial, you talked to them, you know, it was fantastic to have you there. And, and I always remember that. I always have that in my head. And I think that's one of the first things I said to you when I first met you. So I appreciate that about you and I appreciate your commitment all these years to our city. And you truly do bleed orange, even though, you know, you're orange high. <laughs> Vanguard. But, you know, truly you are um, somebody that everybody can learn for, from, sorry. And, you know, you have really give to our community and you do care about every aspect of our city. And, and it's visible, you wear it on your heart. And I'm thankful that I had the opportunity to so many years later to actually get to know you, not just, oh, I got to have the mayor walk through my classroom. So thank you so much for your service. Councilman Demeter. Oh, you're worried about this one, aren't you? <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Batter up. Batter up. <laughs> I've evolved, yes. Um, you know, <laughs> you know see, as everybody was saying their first time meeting you, I, I, I actually vaguely remember it. I was a teenager. <laughs> but uh, I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> I, I've got to say, uh, Mark, it, I, I don't want to look at you because uh, I'll actually probably tear up a little bit. So I'm going to kind of stare at my screen. It's not that I'm being rude. I just, um, throughout, uh, when I got elected in 2004, I remember on election night when you endorsed me, 
And, <laughs> um, <laughs> and I remember uh, how quickly you um, became a mentor uh, to help me try, try and navigate uh, the city, try to navigate getting even uh, something done or even heard because uh, it, it's coming in off the street and, mm -hmm. and trying to learn um, and you're in a new role is very, very difficult. And uh, I was lucky to have uh, you as the mayor at the time um, to lead uh, specifically uh, to, to help me grow, uh, to slap me in the back of the head when needed. It didn't always work, which you saw. Um, but uh, the, uh, the absolute leadership that you did give, um, you were there when, uh, see, I do it. Um, <clears throat> Look at the screen. Look at I the know, screen. I know. You were there when I lost my dear friend, um, when I lost Steve. You helped us get a park after him. Uh, we got that done. Uh, it's, uh, you're going to be missed. The, the whole, once a panther, always a panther. I'm a panther, too. I, I get it. I appreciate it. Uh, but I don't think we're ever going to really hear that as much, except when we're sitting at the, you know, I'm assuming you and I are going to still be going to the ball games, um, especially uh, somehow I'm buying the tickets all the time, so I'm sure you're going to go. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I, I think uh, it, it, when I approached you about coming back to council, I think your words of advice were tremendous. Why? Um, <laughs> The, uh, the ability you've given each person uh, in one way or another to explore and grow and um, deepen their uh, commitment to the city is impressive. Um, I've seen you uh, personally. Uh, I've walked up to you with ideas to involve more people in the community. You've embraced it. Uh, you've ran with it. You've put responsibility out there for others. Uh, it's so important, but just personally, um, me, uh, you know, my family loves your family. Um, there's nothing I could think of more than to say thank you. But, um, and I, I really, the rest of it I'll just say because I know I'll just uh, be a blathering idiot. So, thanks, Mark. <laughs> Mayor Murphy, would you like to come up here and say a few words? Oh, yeah, we got to do a picture. I apologize. Mark, sorry, stop. Stop,
It's up to me? All right. Here, it's back to you. Well, I just want to say thank you. By the way, I was asked earlier to let you all know that there's a, uh, a uh, small reception afterwards directly behind here, and you're all invited to come. I think they told me that to keep my speech short. <laughs> so it's never good to be the last thing between people and food. Um, listen, I, I just want to say thank you. Uh, to uh, everybody, basically, that played a part in me being able to serve as a mayor and a councilman. It's a privilege to lead an organization like this, an extraordinary city forward, through a lot of positive times, and let's face it, some challenging ones as well. To all those I've served with up here on the dais, I want to say thank you for your dedication to our community and collaborative efforts to keep Orange the best place to live, work, and raise a family. This council, we're all products of Orange Unified School District, every one of us. We tease each other about what school we went to. <laughs> and that isn't always the case, and it won't be the case next week. So I think that's something important to celebrate as well as to recognize. And um, also, I want to I wanna say, it was mentioned earlier, uh, thank you, Ariana, for your comment about those who preceded us in office. Um, you know, they were wise, preserving what's great about Orange while allowing the, or the city to grow and prosper. And uh, the, the guy that got me mostly involved is Mike Spurgeon. Yeah. He and Bill Steiner, Freddie Barrera, Gene Beyer, Don Smith, Jim Beam, who appointed me in my first committee. I knew your memory would be better than mine. <laughs> no, you, 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 did, you did just fine. I want to thank all those who I've gained as friends as a part of this experience. It's been said, politics creates very few friends and a whole lot of acquaintances. I truly feel fortunate for all those friends that I've made a part of this process. And as well, those who have stayed my friends with me before, during, and after. And I look forward to seeing all of you again as I complete my time here. Thanks goes to my wife, Vicki, my mom, Lois, who have supported me all the way. It's tough on families. I counsel everybody that runs for office, including John Gillenhammer, who's <laughs> council person-elect for District 6, who's in the back. What well, was the first thing I asked you about? Is your family ready for this, right? And is your job ready for this? Because, you know, family members listen and read things, all the things that are published, and some of them can be pretty tough to take when it's, crit when it's critiques, even though it's of the person up here. And um, I, I just uh, appreciate the fact they were willing to deal with that as 
a part of my choice to serve the community. Um, be remiss if I didn't take a moment to thank city staff who deliver every day on the promises and policies the council creates. I've said it over and over again, we push the buttons, but delivery on the quality of life in the city of Orange is by the staff members here, including our interim city manager, our city attorney, and the 700 or so others, including our safety services and the rest of the departments, they deliver on those promises. They have to translate what we vote on up here and actually make it happen and make it a reality in the community each and every day. And if you think back to um, the pandemic, I mean, we were all exploring new things we had never dealt with in the past. And our safety services and our public works and a number of departments were still there on the front lines, training people how to do the vaccinations. This was our fire department over there at the first super vac center, right, Chief Dima? Uh, over in Anaheim, and um, you know they they never hesitate to step forward. And uh, I just want to say thank you. I thank Tom Casella for coming back and um, serve again the city in this critical time as an interim city manager. We'd be remiss if we didn't thank Rick Otto, who's up stomping grapes in Oregon somewhere, <laughs> uh, who led the organization so successfully for a, a long number of years. And thanks and, uh, and congratulations also to our city attorney, Gary Sheets. I can't duplicate what the mayor pro tem said about Gary, but I will say that um, I don't know where we'd be without your dedication. I want to thank all the department heads here today. Those who are here today and those who recently have moved on. I think of Will Colbaugh. And I think of Bonnie Hagan as two that served well, but certainly with moving on, it provided the opportunities for folks like Leslie down there in our community services department, who's moved it even further forward with a wider range of responsibilities that, uh, that um, the, the community has come to expect. Uh, it's your guys' collective effort, again, that delivers on this quality of life for Orange residents and the businesses as well come to expect that level of service. Uh, we're very fortunate, as was mentioned before, to have such a strong and dedicated staff, and I would submit that the Orange Way is alive and well based on what you do each and every day in your individual roles. Special thanks go out to the men and women of our public safety services under the leadership of Chief Adams and Chief Metropolis. Also a special thanks to the City of Orange Police Association. I see Augie out there. Thanks for, th thanks for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, extend our thanks to Lee and TJ and others on the board as well, and the Orange Firefighters, Casey, Miguel, and the rest of uh, that crew. It's through your efforts and teaming with the rest of the organization with pub from Public Works, Community Services, Community Development, HR, Finance, General Services, Library Services, and if I left anybody out, I apologize. I'm just doing this quickly. It's that teamwork and it's that spirit that makes Orange a different place, and that's why I believe so strongly about how strong this organization is and why and when when somebody decides to retire there's a person to step into that role and uh, the folks that are retired are fondly thought of and celebrated at every opportunity but the organization keeps moving forward and keeps improving on the quality of life in the city of Orange. Uh, thanks again to all those who've supported my efforts uh, they volunteered when they when asked 
went the extra mile when called upon regardless of the circumstances. Thanks for helping me and the council play a small role in the leadership of this special place we call home. Together we can be proud of the part we played in recognizing what is important in our city and celebrating what a special community we're all a part of. My apologies to a couple of my colleagues, but I've got to do it once a panther. <laughs> Thanks again, and God bless the city of Orange. Well, we appreciate your indulgence in allowing us to spend some time doing our thanks and the rest. We will adjourn now to a brief reception behind here, and I'd encourage you all to come by. And we are, will adjourn. The oath of office ceremony will be held at a special meeting on Thursday, December the 15th at 6 p.m. right here in the council chambers. And the next regular city council meeting will be held on Tuesday, January the 10th at 6 p.m. in the council chamber with closed session beginning at 5 p.m. if necessary. Thank you all. Have a great evening. Have a great holiday season. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And let's all have a very happy, healthy, and prosperous 2023. God bless you all. Get it fast. <laughs>